This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is sponsored by Pure Creative Apparel. From logo design to specialty clothing to branded merchandise, the team at Pure Creative Apparel can take your ideas and bring them to life. You can find out more at purecreativeapparel.com. And we thank Pure Creative Apparel for sponsoring this week's show. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 66 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana, and I can't let episode 66 go without you know making a joke about Execute Order 66. Oh, we really? Get all Star Wars-y. Okay. Well, I mean, we just had May the 4th be with you. And we've been talking about going to Disney all week, so. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Yay. But welcome. Welcome. We're so happy you're with us. And we have had so much feedback that we can't wait to get to and share with you. Our Runcation Nation group on Facebook, Instagram. We've had so many contributors and then people who are emailing us and who are leaving us messages. So we can't thank the community out there enough for listening to the podcast, for giving us some reviews and ratings on iTunes. Yeah, we we got to tell you, it's yeah. it's so nice to see that we're connecting with some people out there that have similar yeah. interests. And, you know, sometimes when you're doing the podcast, you're, you're recording it and you're just kind of throwing it out there hoping for the best. Yeah. And, um, it, it's great. So we, we can't not thank you guys enough. Yeah, we're so happy you're with us. And we want to wish you the best on your upcoming long training runs and your races throughout the week. You know, any kind of shorter, longer runs. It It is the summer. And it is getting hotter. It's not getting. It's it's okay. Here. It's here. It's, it's here. Hot. There is just you know what I find for all the time we have lived in Florida, I feel like there is one day, one day, all of a sudden you walk outside and bam, the humidity and the Florida summer heat hits you in the face. Don't you think? I do. And that's when you know summer's officially here. It's here, and it kicked my butt. Absolutely kicked my butt this week in terms of training. Right there with you. Yeah. Um, it's funny you say that about the summertime. I actually say that about the fall. Um, here, you? here when you when you walk out, there's there's the one day a year you walk out, and you can literally feel the change in the air. And I don't know if it's a combination of the barometric pressure the humidity the temperature yeah but when fall gets here you know it and it's that one day that it occurs summer it, it really is the same way and it, it's <laughs> just oppressive right now and yes and we're not going to complain okay like i'm lying yeah we're we gonna are complain about it for for the next three months uh but uh, <laughs> we're complaining right now we are going to talk about over the course of the next several episodes, several weeks, ways that we train around it oh, yeah. and what to do. Oh. Um, and on those unfortunate days where we oversleep or we don't get, um, we're not able to train around it and we have to push through it. <laughs> we oversleep. We're going to share share that with you as well. Yeah. So Yeah. And anything that you can contribute that helps you combat this, we would love to hear it. Yeah, and um, you know we we know the tricks about hydrating and oh. making, sh making sure you got enough uh, electrolytes, but other issues or other things you can do to to beat the heat, we want to know about definitely. So. And I can tell you, like Jeff, in his note about upcoming really long training runs, he totally said, "Hey, when you go out there to do your speed work, your quarter miles, your half miles." and you're trying to hit certain times, take time in between each one that you do and pour over your head 
ice water. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or those Dr. Cool towels. That's actually what I was using. Um, we Amy did her speed work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing it along with her as long oh. as as long as my knee would hold out. I actually um, had a little incident this week where I, I learned that, you know, when you get to be of a certain age, just doing things like standing up from a chair can cause an injury. <laughs> and my, there. my knee just decided to get all twingy on me uh, midweek at work. And then mm. I said, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And I, I went out and did, uh, what did I get in? Maybe uh, one mile? Close to it. Close yeah, to a mile. Then not I, that. I was like, nope, that's it for me. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm resting my knee for the rest of this week. So yeah. this is uh, Dana's week off from the running part of the training. I'll still be doing some other training. but well, uh, rest and recuperation and healing is can part be just as important to your training because if you can't get to the start line healthy, then the, all of that training just defeats the purpose. True, true. So. I, I don't want I don't want to train to be the uh, the guy with the, the best splits at the doctor's office instead right? of um, out at the starting line. So for sure. So you were doing that and you were taking your breaks in between each half mile. Oh yeah. Oh, yes. And taking those at least three minutes. And he said, you know, at at least three, if not more, and pour the cool water, the ice water over your head and make sure that you're okay. I should have started earlier. I freely admit it. Yeah, we got started a little late, uh, overslept. (laughs) It was common tale. What about nine thirty, ten o'clock by the time we got out? Yeah, and it should have been earlier. It should have been six. Mm-hmm, for sure. Hard to do some weekends. You just don't feel like getting up. The dogs are snuggling with you. They're and snuggling. Do you are do you fall victim of that? Like they snuggle in with you, and they're like, "Mommy and Daddy, stay with us a little longer." And we and we did, and we paid for it. We did. <laughs> so, but I'm you know my times are not what I would have liked, but. I'm I'm improving. I talked to Jeff about it. He said, you know, it's a work in progress. And even though you feel like you may not be improving, you are. And just hang in there. Well, and he has talked ad infinitum about running in the heat and how you're, you, you're going to be slower. You're going to be slower. Yeah. And when you're training, you should purposefully slow down. For those long runs. For the long runs, especially. Mm. So... Sometimes long walks. I'm not going to lie when it's that hot. Yeah. And, yeah, that is what it is. But, I mean, you got your, you did the mileage. I did. You got the work in. Did. I did all three workouts this week successfully. And even though the speed is not there, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Or half marathon. Or a half. It's a half marathon eventually. But, so I'm going to build up and we're going to get better. And the important thing is to stay healthy for you to get better. And so that we can get there. Yeah. So my speed work consisted of uh, three half mile segments ish. Mm. Uh, I think I, I, I tweaked it right on the third half mile and said, yeah. nope, that that's it. Um, my times were, were okay. Again, you know, the heat, I wasn't really trying to, I wasn't trying to, really kill it with speed work this week right but um yeah uh i being injured is kind of a new thing for me uh, one is. thing that i've it's probably driving you nuts no. is i i'm more frustrated with myself and trying to push through and then i'm also trying to be cognizant of not doing that so you can't um you can't push through it is you got to heal yeah well there's a joke i I just saw something uh, this week online that talked about you know runners ignoring doctors uh doctors recommendations since forever yeah you know i i I understand the urge to do it i'm making a conscious decision trying to not follow my urge right to just push through and run anyway and you know walk it off so to speak so you're going to get better, especially with a joint, uh, a joint injury or joint, joint pain of any kind. You're going to seek the right medical advice. I know good doctors. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to, I got to get it. Uh, I'm going to take it easy this week. Got to yeah. get it healed. We have uh, too much good stuff coming up. Oh my God. 10 days. 
10 days, we start our first days. uh, We run our first virtual uh, race up at Disney. We finally have uh, finalized all of our stuff for our trip. We have lodging, so we're not sleeping in the back of our car. So important. And in doing so, though, over the last last two episodes, we've been asking you all for input about virtual races. Yes. And I talked a little bit about where I came down on it and said, you know, I think that they're a great external motivator for people. Um, If you like bling, if you like uh, memorabilia. I'm in it for the bling and I'm in it for the cause. Right. And then you mentioned causes, which is a really good point, given Mm -hmm. that so many virtual races sponsor or or, um, are in support of charities. Right. Right. So and but there are different opinions. There are differing opinions. And I guess it's where you live, how you come down and what your lifestyle is, you know. So we have a few listener feedback messages yeah we did um we got some emails we got some messages social media and uh, we got a voicemail we did we did and we got an email with an audio attachment oh okay yes from an extra mile pod podcast group uh member we're also a member of the extra mile podcast group and Chris Darling sent in an audio message about where he comes down on this whole virtual race thing. Well, let's see what Chris has to say. Well, hello, Amy and Dana at run, eat, drink. Uh, this is Chris in Virginia beach with an answer to your question about virtual races. Uh, one, I've never done one, um, two, uh, to say the reality is I'm just not that interested in doing them. That said, if the cause were something really near and dear to my heart, and that was a way to do it. Uh, I would gladly do it. Um, but to me, part of the whole race experience is getting out there, being around people, the race environment itself. Anything else uh, is just going to feel like a training run that I paid for. But that's just me. Although, again, if the cause is something that's uh, really close to my heart, uh, that would be something I would consider doing. Anyway, love the show. Enjoy listening. Hope you guys are doing well. See ya. Well, before we talk about his opinion, I just want to send our thoughts and best wishes out to that community. He's from Virginia Beach. And he took the time. Um, this was just right around the time of that horrible shooting that just occurred out there. So In the municipal building. Yeah. And we, we are just devastated to hear that that happened to that community. And we're thinking of them. And if there's any way that we can help them, you know, where we are thinking of them and supporting them in this horrible, horrible time. And I was glad uh, that day, actually, Chris um, made sure to let us know via social media that he and his family were okay. So, yeah, but um, that he's not wrong. I I mean, there is no right or wrong answer in this uh, in this discussion. There is no. And I, you know. It's a training run that he paid for, and he's more about the community, Mm -hmm. the community of running and the feeling you get on race day. Yeah, and I totally get that. It's a totally different feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you're going to a race event, the experiential aspect of running is is very different than if you're doing a, a virtual race in your own neighborhood or in a park or whatever. And if you're alone in that, it's different. I, I would think that if you're doing a virtual race and you have a running group, kind of like the Tulsa Galloway running group, that it would be a different virtual race experience. Yeah, you're combining the vir- like a virtual race within a pre-existing social circle or social group. Yeah. So that makes it a little different. But if it's just something you're doing on your own, then it's just like he said, like it's a it's a training run that you pay for. And let me tell you that Suzanne, who we met in Kentucky, mm-hmm. who recommended so many great places in Lexington, like like Poppy's Mexican restaurant for us. Uh, she's also an extra miler. And she also uh, posted pictures of like her runny drink squoosh and uh, she has been in such a great support to us and she she actually weighed in both in Runcation Nation and she emailed her thoughts. And Runcation Nation is our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking f- to connect with us there, yeah. go on to Facebook, 
Runcation, R-U-N-C-A-T-I-O-N yeah. Nation has the Run Eat Drink logo. Yep. Um, check us out. Join us. We love to have you there. We're small but mighty, and we're contributing and uh, providing more and more in that group. Yeah, it's starting to grow. Yeah. So uh, Suzanne's email was like, it went like this. Virtual races are a big nope in quotations for me. I don't really race. I enjoy catered long runs with hundreds of my new best friends. Virtual takes away the catering and new best friends. I have plenty of race tees and medals. If it's a charity race, I'd rather just send all of my contribution to the charity. Signed, Grumpy Eeyore. Well, again, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. I mean, you can contribute to to a charity and support. You don't have to run for it, a virtual race. And if you are alone in your training then it can it can feel like yeah the catering and the new best friends are taken away yeah so it is it's a valid opinion well and it's a differing one from i think what's uh, coming up next Yes, and I will tell you, you know, in January, we ran the Key West Half Marathon. Yes. And, yeah, it was quite a battle because it was rain delay, rain delay, rain delay. Before that happened, we kind of teased and previewed that we were going to be at that race. Mm -hmm. And Toby is somebody that we we follow and who follows us on Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, you know, I'm I'm going to be at the Key West Half Marathon. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to be so slow. Everybody who might know us is going to be done way, way in advance of what I can do, you know. But we're running in the first mile down Duval Street. And she, she was running right next to me. And I don't know, you know, it's hard sometimes. Pictures on Instagram and then people in real life and you're making the connections can be kind of hard. But she looked right over to me and she said, hey, Amy from the Runny Drink Podcast. And I was like, yay. <laughs> it was the first time that I had been recognized at a race. And first time we get to meet somebody that we followed and was following us. I know. It Very was a cool. fan of the podcast. So that makes me so happy. Well, she wrote in an email as well. Mm-hmm. And she says, hi, Amy. I hope you've been doing well. Here is my opinion on virtual races. I have done several of them, including a Disney Disney Summer 5K series. Last year, we did the Incredibles race series. So maybe she did that one, maybe the one before, but Disney always has the great bling that will, yeah, just make you say, shut up and take my money. Anyway, back to Toby's email. I think they're great if the goal is to get the medals, but ultimately I think that real races are more thrilling, exciting, all the words that convey that buzzy feeling. I think virtual races can serve a purpose of maybe getting the race jitters out. That's a good point. That is actually a really good point. That's a good point. Especially if you've never done a a big race event before. You don't know what to expect or you're trying to build up to that. Yeah. She said, I certainly overcame some fear doing the the Disney series, just knowing I could push myself to do a certain distance in a specific time. They can also be a great way to raise money for a good cause. Unfortunately, right now, I feel like virtual races have a saturated race market. They've saturated the race market. Moon joggers, gone for a run, yes fit. It seems like people basically pick a cute medal and then sign up for a virtual race to get it. At the end of the day, people are running, so that's good. But for me, it started to give me a false sense of confidence And I was doing the races for Instagrammable moments only and not for the love of running. Hope you have a great summer, Toby. And that was something I didn't expect or didn't really think about, um, you know, why are you running? And and you know what? If you are running for the Instagrammable moments, Mm. nothing wrong with that if that's your thing. Yeah. But, you know, if you're wanting to be more of a purist, if you're wanting to do it more for the love of running, I can understand. Some people use those Instagrammable moments as accountability for themselves. They use social media to hold themselves accountable. We do. Yeah. So in Instagram and in race groups, so I can see, 
I can see that. But I also see her point about the virtual race market becoming so saturated. I will tell you what, it it gets to that whole, hey, is my phone listening to me thing? And we start talking about virtual races in the last two weeks. I have seen more things pop up in In my Facebook timeline from the exact companies that she's talking about. Moon joggers, gone for a run, yes fit. Yeah. All over. And I'm like, okay, this is a little creepy. Or they just, it, it, you know, their algorithm's just that good. It's figured out uh, what we're interested in looking for. But mm-hmm. uh, it's true. Now, that said, there are some great medals. There are some great, there is some great bling to be had out there. Sure. And I'm, again, I am one of those people. I am a sucker for a cool medal and yeah. a nice t-shirt. The very first, I think the f- first virtual race that we did was the um, Zombies Run. Yeah, that's true. And that's one we haven't really talked about. This is, a again, not not a paid advertisement. No. I just like the app and, and recommend it. And if you want to turn your running training into a big game, it's a great way to do it. It's basically you are a runner for a community mm. during the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. And as you run on your GPS, it drops items that you can pick up for your home base. Oh, So it incentivizes you to run. And then, you know, you are randomly chased by zombies in, in the, um, in the app. So when, and while you're doing this, the whole story that they're telling is unfolding in your ears. It's basically like a, like a, a, an, audible book come to life and yeah, you're, don't do it at night and you're one of the yeah <laughs> and you're one of the characters you're runner five it's creepy if you do it at night but they did a pretty cool yeah that um, was a nice story like it's a soap opera it makes you feel like a part of a story yeah and and they had a great shirt they had a nice metal and some other stuff that came along with it including um including their little race bib and some oh yeah some memorabilia that was branded for the the runner five uh type stuff so again if 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 it's your thing great yeah um but yeah i i totally see what she's getting at Uh, it they're they're everywhere now they're everywhere they are everywhere and we also have some instagram feedback and we have another uh we have a voicemail Oh, we got a, a voicemail from Rob again. So you want to do Rob's, or I'll, you want you want to do the Instagram feedback first? I'll do Rob if I okay. if I make sure I hit the right button here. So right. here we go. Hi, Dana and Amy and the Run Eat Drink podcast. This is a uh, truck driver Rob out here in Grants Pass, Oregon, and you posed a question: What do you think about virtual races? Personally, I don't see much use in them, but I'm running all over the country anyway, so I'm doing different things like that, and I don't need them really to motivate me. However, it's a good way to fundraise all over the country, I guess, because you could um, run it all over the country, and if you need that to motivate yourself to get out the door, that's pretty good. I would think they would have to be short, like 5K or right around there. I, don't, I couldn't see a virtual marathon going on, but that's my take on it. I've done a few through some running groups, and I'm like, why am I doing this? We wanted to see your time against other people, and it's like, man, um, I don't care how I stack up against others, really. And there was no bling or shirt involved in it, but there was no um, race fee either. I find just picking out a spot anywhere in the United States where I might be and going for a run, but if people like them virtual races and collect them medals and shirts and they can motivate themselves to get out the door, then that's a good thing too. All right, you guys have a good one. Looking forward to your next podcast and we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Thanks Rob. And yes, thank you. That's, that's it for me anyway. I'm, I'm right there with you. If, if it's what you need to motivate you, as yeah. long as you're getting off the couch and doing it, yeah, do it. Yeah. And his point of view is the diametric opposite of Brandon and Taylor uh, Swan, the dopey swans on Instagram. From Instagram. Yeah. I see what, what a segue. You segue so professionally I'm right trying. into the Instagram feed. I'm trying so hard. I hope it's paying off. <laughs> so, yeah, because he is, because of his occupation, Rob, he sees the world and he can run all over the place. He's in Oregon. I think he's actually based out of California. And some of and the pictures he's posted just I look great. Mean, some gorgeous stuff. Some gorgeous stuff. So he doesn't really need to 
participate in the virtual race series. Whereas Brandon and Taylor say living in a small state, races are hard to come by. Virtual races allow us to earn some bling while motivating us throughout our training. So they, Great way to look at it. Not, yeah. Not every state's got, you know, an abundance of races. Yeah. So they they use that to stay motivated when you're training for a marathon, when you're training for a half marathon. If you're not a part of a running group, like a Galloway training group or your local running stores training group, it it can get isolating or lonely if you don't have somebody supporting and encouraging you. And virtual uh, can be a, a great motivator. Yeah. Yeah. And yet a couple of more. Yeah. Sherry, who goes by runs in a skirt on Instagram, says it's always fun to do virtual races. You can do them on your time when it's convenient for you and you choose themes and causes that mean something to you. And Bob, who is the user 65 and dopey. Yes, Bob is 65 and dopey. And we met him at the Jeff Galloway uh, 13.1 half marathon weekend in December. Yes. It was great. And he w- he participated in one of our podcast episodes mm-hmm. for the fifth anniversary. Thank you messages. Yes. He said, uh, I've not done them or I've done them, but not with Disney. I prefer vir- virtual runs that require proof that you completed the event. He likes the accountability. And, you know, that's, a, again, yeah. um, great. Absolutely valid. Some yeah. people are, are doing it for different reasons. That accountability aspect is absolutely something that uh, a lot of people are going to really go for. And there are races that do require you to submit those proofs of time. Yeah, to in order to get your bling or to get your T-shirt or to get whatever reward they have. Mm-hmm. I just, we don't participate in a whole bunch of virtual races, but this Run Disney Race Series, I think we decided to participate again because I think these medals mean more to us because we are invested in the Marvel universe. Well, a couple of things, at least for me. And Last year yeah. was our first time doing a Disney virtual. True. And we were so impressed with the quality of the bling that we got. And we like The Incredibles. They're, it's one of their their better IPs, I think, that I like seeing the movies. It's the best Fantastic Four story. Yeah. Um so that was that that was what got us into it last year. This yeah. year when they announced it, we are still very disappointed in the fact that that they have not returned to hosting the superheroes half marathon out in California. I know it. Um if that ever happens, it's going to be a shut up and take my money kind of uh, moment. We're going to book it. It's just it's going to happen. We're, we're going to that race if it ever comes back. We love it. Um and then when they announced the, this race series, that's right on the heels of Stanley's passing. Yes. And on the heels of, of Avengers Endgame, which was a movie we both loved. Yes. And the whole mm. 10 years of the story they've been telling. So oh. it, it me- me- meant a lot to us. So we absolutely were, when this came out, it wasn't even a yeah. question. Was, yeah, that was devastating for me. So. The end of those races in California, Endgame, it was very emotional. All of that. So... This race series and, and these medals, I can't wait to. We don't have the medals actually yet. We have to wait for Run Disney to mail them to us. Mm-hmm. But we are doing the 5K in June, and we have decided to make it virtual, but not so virtual. By actually traveling up to Disney. Mm-hmm. That's going to give us a chance to feature some different food and drink for you guys that yeah. is not in our hometown, but is in maybe a a destination spot here in Florida that you may be thinking about coming to vacation. Um, I think that this go round, we are going to focus on breakfast as Mm. since it is number one, the most important meal of the day. And we haven't done that a lot. And I don't think that we've done a lot of breakfast items on the show in the last couple of years. So we thought, you know what, let's, let's kind of change that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we've picked out a couple of, interesting uh breakfast spots oh yeah for everyone and you're going to be really pleased with what you see as far as that goes and uh, we're still debating the the beverage option but um there's there's a couple of coffee options that i think will be really good 
Um, it's just a matter of can we get over there in time uh, to catch it during the morning rush. I hope so. I hope so. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more. That's coming yes. in a couple of weeks. And I know that we belong to a couple of Facebook groups that actually do run run Disney races. So this is nice, especially if you're coming from uh, far away and you want to plan for that. Mm-hmm. And check out some of the newer stuff or like a classic breakfast option mm-hmm. as well. So stay tuned. But all this talk about food is making me hungry. Oh my and goodness, yes. We, we did um, do an eat segment this week. We did, even though we about, didn't travel. And talk about oddball finds. Yeah. The, the most unexpected find that you could ask for. Um, there is, here in Florida, we're having an explosion of uh, both breweries yes. and food trucks. And they seem to partner very well together. They really, that, those are business models that are really hand in glove. Um, so in this particular instance, this was a food truck that we found that is actually home-based out of a gas station here in Cape Coral. Yeah. And it's called, <laughs> <laughs> it is called Hunger Station Mediterranean Food. Mm-hmm. And the, the truck itself, it, it, it's... Um, they are transplants from Reading, Pennsylvania. They've mm. just relocated down here about three months ago. Uh, the folks that were running it were just super friendly. Oh, they were. And when you start talking about Mediterranean food, a lot of times you're talking about things like baba ganoush. You're talking about hummus. Tabbouleh. tabbouleh that type of thing. Grape leaves, Greek salad. There, there's so much uh, just delicious flavor and yeah. when you start talking about Mediterranean food and so much regional difference yeah, um, that you get in the way maybe um, you'll get a, a baba ganoush that's prepared by somebody from Lebanon versus somebody from, you know, Jordan. Uh, it, it, you just get some, some differences in terms of the recipes. Spices. Some differences in spices. Um, and these folks uh, were Jordanian, and they were absolutely killing it with their menu. Their menu had a ton of options, but not too many. And I think this is the first time that they were at number three craft brews. That's yeah, where we found them. That's where we found them. They parked us at number three. And number three is not a brewery per se, but it is a tap no. room. Yeah, it's a tap room. And also package kind of beers and bottles and cans that you can take. Yes, you can take with you. And they'll you do growler. Can. No. Mm-hmm. Um you can, I think. They yeah, they will. will do growler fills, growler fills, and packages, as well as mm-hmm. uh, what they it. have to um, drink on premises. Mm-hmm. You can chill the bottles and the cans and, and have it there while you listen to live music, or which they had open mic going. night, or. But I think this this food truck was so new, and that their uh, their truck was just bright green. Yep, they haven't even gotten all the decaling done no. yet. No. Like there was no decaling. There was just like they they had printed menus posted up on the food truck and on the the counter. Mm-hmm. And they were so nice to let us try some things. They did. They did. We were we were weren't really sure which way we were going to go. Mm. And uh, they they offered uh, us a sample of the shawarma. Yes. Have you ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. I see what you did there. A little nod to Marvel. Yes. I mean, this whole episode is like, you know, we're roping it. I like the segue. Marvel, shawarma, this shawarma. Oh, my God. This is a spiced chicken shawarma that they did served on french fries with a garlic aioli sauce. But they would do that shawarma in like a platter with a pita. Platter with pita bread, hummus. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd yeah. also do it in a wrap. Yeah. So, but this, they, they let us try a little bit of that chicken. Oh, the warm spices. Mm-hmm. I can't even begin. And the garlic aioli, it was it was garlic, but it wasn't overly bitter. It wasn't overpowering garlic. It was it let those Mediterranean flavors just shine. I think that a lot of that chicken was primarily uh, chicken breast. You think it was chicken breast? I think it was chick primarily chicken breast. Um, 
that aioli added some of the fat back into it and moistened yeah. it. It was fantastic. I could have actually had more of the aioli. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could put that aioli on a car bumper and yeah. eat it. It'd be delicious. Yeah. But the, the shawarma was, was um, almost a curried flavor. Yeah. And just... You know, like you said, warm spices, mm-hmm. you know, cumin, uh, coriander, um, maybe a hint of, maybe a little hint of, of curry or cinnamon in there. Maybe I mean, cinnamon. it was, yeah. it was fantastic and just yeah. juicy, delicious. The garlic aioli was great. The fries gave you that, that bulk and the, yeah. the, um, starchy. They were thinner pairing. fries. Yeah. It was like shoestring fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like really thick. Mm-hmm. Shoestring fries, and the portion was enormous. Oh my god, we split it, and we actually ordered two items, and I don't even know if we needed to, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did because I think you know the shawarma was great, but I think my favorite might have my favorite might have been the falafel. Ah, uh, falafel. The falafel with pita and that spicy red pepper sauce. That yeah, the, uh, the falafel. If you've never had it, is basically spiced ground chickpeas or oh. garbanzo beans oh. that are um, usually breaded and fried. And oh my goodness! And they served it. Uh, we had pita bread, a little side of their hummus, which yes. their version of hummus is very thin, almost smooth. like a, a very smooth, like a, a great dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, uh, not you know, chunky, not chunky at all. And, you know, nice and garlicky uh-huh. with a little bit of, uh, uh, like a cumin, uh, spiciness, smokiness to it, but, yeah. uh, really good. The falafel, oh. describe that. Cause I mean, I mean, it looked like, it's not like as round as a hush puppy, but it's it was like a flattened. It almost looked like a like a dome. Yeah, like a dome shape, and oh my god, the texture of the breading was so crispy, and it was warm and soft inside, and it wasn't really smooth like their hummus. Not at all. It was chunky. And so good. Had great bite to it. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that if you're looking to go more vegetarian in your in your life, that a lot of people will, will steer towards yeah. Mediterranean. Falafel is a great alternative to meat. I mean, you're not going to fool anybody by saying, "Oh no, this is you won't even miss meat." It's it's not going to replace meat, but mm. it's fantastic and it gives you that that toothsomeness, the bite, and the, um, uh, you could call it the umami flavor, I guess. Filling. And it's very satisfying. Yeah. And you need that if you're going to go vegetarian or vegan. You have to find things that are going to give you that feeling of fullness and sustain you. Well, and, and chickpeas or garbanzo beans are great anyway. Especially when you're training. And then when you're spicing the heck out of them and frying them. I mean, (sighs) come on. So, and, and this like, might not be like the healthiest, like I guess. Well, you could have you could have boiled chickpeas. That's going to be healthier than the fried ones. But well, sure, <laughs> sure. Can I talk about the sauce? Oh, well, yeah, the hot sauce. Yeah, that it, they paired it, it with. had some bite. That was a like a almost a chunky, um, hot pepper relish. Yeah, I like mean, a it was, relish. It wasn't like a jam, but it kind of like a puree. Like a puree, but you could still see the flecks of pepper, and it you know it was almost translucent too. Uh, it it had some bite, and that was fantastic. Yeah. when you got a little bit of everything. Oh, and the pita, the pita was crisp. I. It was still flexible, you could, yeah. but it had little crispy edges to it because mm-hmm. they had warmed which, on the flap top, which I love. Which was Those really crispy good. Edges, I love that. So you you, you took your falafel, you dip yeah. it in the hummus. That almost acts like your mayonnaise, I guess. And then you know a little bit of that hot sauce, and you just you know, <sighs> eat, tear some pita off and you eat that. Oh, so good, fantastic. So the hunger good. Hunger Station's a new addition here in yeah. Cape Coral, except they've been down about three months. Um, they're based out of a Sonico gas station um, during the day, yeah. and they are just kind of getting off the ground, and we're hoping to see them out there a lot more because yes. 
food is fantastic and they yeah. did a really great job and we linked yeah. we're going to be linking to their yeah. facebook page mm-hmm. we yeah they have um, a facebook page in and the show notes i i think that i heard them say that they would be making return appearances to number 3 more regularly well they're right down the street so they're so, they're quite close yeah. and and the prices by the way oh uh, prices were fantastic. I mean, the, the portions we got were huge. Yeah. We got out of there with the shawarma fries and the falafel for with tip for about sixteen bucks. Oh yeah, for for two people, and for that two, was that could have been enough for maybe four people. Oh yeah, yeah. I think those fries uh, were huge. Fries were huge. The falafel was really satisfying. You yeah. got plenty of pieces of the falafel. So, and I'll post pictures too on our social media channels. Yeah, they did just did a fantastic job. So we're welcome, Hunger Station, to the food truck Yay! scene here in Southwest Florida. Happy to have you. We are. Well, before we go on, I'm going to take a minute to tell you all about our friends at Pure Creative Apparel. Anybody can silkscreen a shirt. Look, we know it's true. I, I did it as a project in high school. But the team at Pure Creative Apparel is really much more than that. They will take you through the entire process to create your custom items right from the very beginning with the design of your artwork or company logo. Then create mock-ups to show you what the finished product will look like and help you select just the right high-quality name brand clothing or other merchandise on which you're going to place your artwork or your logo. And then they'll get you your items fast. Or if you're not looking to get into the whole online sales thing and you don't want to worry about inventory, packaging, shipping, and all of that, Pure Creative Apparel has a complete e-commerce package available. So whether you're a school, church, or club needing just a few shirts for a special event or a company looking for a complete branding package, Pure Creative Apparel can help. Find out how by going to purecreativeapparel.com. And we really thank them for their support of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Well, all that good food makes me thirsty. And you got to wash it down with something. Oh, my. So right down the road, just a hop, skip, and a jump, five minutes, is one of our favorite places. We have talked about it a lot on the podcast. We've featured them a couple of times, and we've we've hosted... uh, Beer chats from there. Yes. It's a nice place it's to have a beer and relax. And if you, uh, we just love to have a beer chat from there. And it's Big Storm Brewing here in Cape Coral. Big Storm Brewing. And they have locations in Clearwater and other places around Florida. But we are so happy that they are here in Cape Coral and that they release a whole Belgian Hurricane Series. Yeah, um, June 1st was the day that we uh, went for the beverages and the food mm-hmm. and did the run. Uh, we're recording now on the 3rd. And we and I had, well, the beer chat that we did live was a little late at night because of my work schedule. Yes. So. So the, um, the reason that we ended up going there because they are doing this Belgian hurricane series is because June 1st is the beginning of the actual hurricane season here in Florida. So everybody is prepared. Yep. Make sure you get your hurricane kits ready folks. Um, and that hurricane kit should probably include some beer uh, from big storm. They sell it in bottles, bombers and cans. Yes. But, um, they do a whole series of Belgians starting with this release And then every two weeks thereafter, they will release the next one and then the next one until they have five Belgians that they're offering, cat one through five. Yes, because that's how hurricanes are rated. Yes, and much like hurricanes, the higher the category, the stronger the storm and the stronger the The beer. The beer is stronger. So they start (laughs) out with the Belgian single that we had uh, that, is a 5.1% ABV, and then mm-hmm. by the end of it, you are north of 15% ABV. Oh, my God. And on their website, when you go to all the categories and you click on them, they give you all the details, and they talk about food that it they would pair well with. And when you get to the Category 5... They just skip right to... Designated driver. You pair this with a designated driver. Pair this with a designated driver, some a Lyft, uh, an Uber, something. But and you have 
there's a card, a like a punch card, but they didn't punch it. They initially. Like a, a stamp card. A yeah. stamp card at, for all the categories. And if you are in the category club and you get all of the releases, then apparently you get a souvenir. Yeah, they're going to give a, a souvenir uh, tulip glass, I believe. Nice. So very nice. nice. Probably the right size for category five. Probably so. <laughs> now, and I it, this works out rather nicely because I'm a fan of Belgian Love it. style beers. Yep. Anyway, so tell us what you think. We we likened it in our live beer chat. We likened that to Hogarden. Also a Belgian style beer. And I don't know, I might like this better than I like Hogarden. Okay. Because I don't I it wasn't it wasn't overly sweet. It had a stronger carbonation. There are banana and clove notes, and I got less banana in this, I think. Okay. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for you? I think it's good. Okay. So you like the clove more than the banana notes that you get from Maybe. that and Belgian I, yeast. And I guess it depends, you know, on that yeast and how much and how how much of an impact that has mm-hmm. when they brew. But they say it pairs well with lobster, which I'd love to try with that beer. Um, Telegio cheese, which is like a stinky cheese, isn't it? I believe so. And that but then it tastes great. And orange pound cake, this is the recommendation from their website. So automatically I was hungry and I was like, well, we need to have the beer all over again with all of those food items. <laughs> but I sounds like I'm going to the store later. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, um, you know, they classify this as a Belgian strong golden ale. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree with you. Banana and clove yeah. notes. I, I think that that is a, those are two flavors that, that are prominent and you tend to find in Belgian style ales. Yeah. Um, I agree. Stronger, a little stronger on carbonation than some. Um, I didn't find it to be sweet at all. No. Um, no. I would call this a light to medium body. Yeah, it was kind of cloudy too. A little bit cloudy. Uh, nice, uh, not so dark. Uh, you do get some darker Belgians. Mm-hmm. This was more of a golden color or yellow. Yeah, it, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't so golden, like almost turning to amber. Mm-mm. It was not like that. It was lighter, like the sun. Yeah. 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 So I would have another pint of it. Okay. Do you prefer Hogarden or this? Oh, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know that that's really a fair comparison. Hogarden is, is a, a great go-to Belgian. Um, if I catch it on tap, I like sure. to get it. Um, it's probably more popular and more widely distributed. Oh, yeah. So you'll see it on tap more. Um, so I would yeah. say for right now, if I were seeing both on tap, I'd probably stick with the Cat 1 only because I know I'm only going to get it during the summer here in it's Florida. It's a special release, so you're not going to... The, there's a limited right. time, so there's something to be said for that. Yeah. yeah. So that... I, I That's like... You're trying to make me choose between my, fav- my favorite child. Okay. All right. Well, you make it's me choose. There. So there. Okay. I like this one. I would have this one as, as long as it's on. Okay, well. And I can't wait to have all five at the same, like on the same um, tasting board or, Oh, okay. Now, you know, like did they flight. say they're going to have all of them on tap at the same time? Well, somebody in the tap room we talked to, a patron said, wasn't it Misty that said she uh, they, they had them all on tap at one time? Maybe that was in Clearwater. But I'm hoping that Cape Coral actually has them all on tap so that we can have like a flight. Well, if they do that, then we'll definitely do a beer chat. Yeah. Just kind of walk people through all five. I'll try to make it a little earlier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little earlier. <laughs> I know. So you all were very patient with me. Well, so that was the drink. Yeah. Um, we, we went back to Big Storm because of the special release. We'll, yes. Um, check them out if you have uh, access to Big Storm Brewing in yes. your area. Um, or if they distribute near you. Or if they distribute near you, go and seek out the Category 1. Or if you've had it in the past, let us know what you thought of it. Let us know on Facebook and Instagram. We're Run, Eat, Drink Podcast. Or on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink Pod. 
at our website, we're runeatdrink.net. Runeatdrink.net. Yeah, and if you go to the website, you can get to everything else. You can get to everything. Right at the bottom, we have all of our social links. You can mm-hmm. just click on the icon of the social outlet, and it'll mm-hmm. take you right to it. You can email us through uh, our contact page on there. You can, but you can also email at info at runeatdrink.net. Yes. Or you can call at 941 677 you say? Yes, I wow. say. I personally can't believe that we're coming up on two years for the podcast, the Runny Drink Podcast. And I think it would be great if these loyal listeners and fans let us know by giving us a rating or review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Or both, you know, a rating and a review. That would be preferable. Yes. We've gotten a couple of new ones, but we know that over time, ratings can fall away. Reviews can fall away from Apple Podcasts. I keep saying iTunes, but really it's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. That's yeah. official. Mm-hmm. So... In Apple Podcasts, when you find the Runny Drink Podcast, give us a rating, give us a review, let us know your feedback about the show because we want to continually make it better and we want to have a great third year of this podcast. Yeah, we are very excited to keep doing this for you and your feedback helps us improve. We've bought gear based on recommendations yes. for improving sound quality. Mm-hmm. Um but tell us what we can do to make this uh, better and what we can do to build the community that you want to be a part of. So all that stuff that Amy said about how to reach us, the website, social media, the phone number, reach out to us. But the big thing we're asking this week, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts. I'll get it. I'll get it. it. No longer iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I got it. I got it. That's it for this week. It is. Good luck on your long runs and races and throughout the week. Thank you for taking us along on your commute to work or on your run, your run, walk, run, wherever you're running. We're glad you're with us and tune in next week. We will talk to you again real soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great second year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net so you can click on the iTunes link and subscribe so you won't miss a minute where we accomplish, explore, and indulge. Come along with us. See you next time.